Fortress Canine Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Protection Dog Podcast, where we offer an alternative to conventional training and philosophy for dogs. I'm your host, Joel Riles, and today we are going to talk about time management. Uh, that'll go along with the little series that we've kind of been doing. It's all part of training your subconscious. Uh, we talked about goals. We talked about my emotion thought action loop. And uh, in the last episode, I told you that uh, we would also do uh, an episode on time management. And then we're going to jump back into some more of the uh, canine training specific topics uh, after that. So, uh, but before we get into that today, let's go ahead and cover today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Fortress Canine. Fortress Canine is bringing you peace of mind through protection dogs that are safe and stable around your family, other pets and dogs, as well as moving around in public and other places that you would want to have your dog with you if they're going to be available to protect you when you need them. So they offer personal uh, personal protection dogs, family protection dogs, and executive protection dogs. You can contact Fortress Canine on their website. That is FortressK9.com. F-O-R-T-R-E-S-S, the letter K, the number nine, dot com. You can also email them at Joel at FortressK9.com. And you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for Fortress Canine. Also, don't forget, we have puppies available. We have Malinois, Dutch Shepherds, and German Shepherds. Um, depending on when this uh, comes out, which is probably about a month from this recording, um, we may still have some Mallies available in the litter that we just bred. Um, if not, I know we have a Dutch Shepherd litter coming up and a German Shepherd litter uh, planned for early 2021. So if you want one of our dogs, uh, we do uh, exclusively, we breed for working capability in the German Shepherd, Dutch Shepherd, and Malinois. And if you're interested in getting one of those, make sure you contact me um, because our litters are usually reserved uh, before they are on ground or very shortly after. So sometimes we put a few extra pups up for sale if the litter is a little bigger than we anticipated. Um, and if it's a little smaller than we expected, uh, then it may have to get uh, pushed off a little bit, which means there's a longer waiting time for everyone else. All right, so make sure if you want one, uh, you contact us sooner rather than later. All right, so let's go ahead and get in today, into today's topic, if I can speak correctly today. And today's topic is time management and scheduling planning. So in our last episode, we were talking a little bit about um, kind of managing ourselves, managing our thoughts, uh, our thought loops and our thought sequences, managing um, the way we react to specific triggers and all this kind of stuff and training ourselves to be able to do that both in uh, protection scenarios as well as in just normal daily life. And I use some of my personal examples uh, as well as some protection or some dog training examples. But one of the things that came up and I get a lot of questions about from people is managing time, right? So if you run a business or if you have a family and work full time uh, or any of these sorts of things, you probably feel like you have more to do than you have time to get it done. Now, there's a couple of aspects to this. The first aspect is maybe you are taking on too much and you do have more to do than there is actually time to do everything. 
And so the first part of time management is learning what is essential, learning what is priority and what is not, and giving the priority of your time to those things that have priority. Okay, so this would include things like, um, you know, if you have a problem saying no to people when they ask you for favors, that gets problematic pretty quickly because you end up spending all of your time doing things for other people and not accomplishing the things that you need to get done for you, your business, your job, or your family, right? And so that's the rule number one in time management is, there's a couple ways you can say it, but it's basically learning to say no to things that aren't in your priority list. Now, how do you know what's in your priority list? Well, if you listen to our episode on setting goals, your goals determine your priority list, right? So if one of your goals is to work on your marriage, then your priorities are going to be focusing on your marriage over other things that would waste time or take time away from the things that you've planned and scheduled for your marriage, right? To enrich your marriage or whatever the case may be. If one of your goals is fitness, then anything that takes away from your ability to do your workouts, however often you've planned them, then that you need to say no to that because it's not matching your priorities, right? If your goal is to spend time with your children, then nothing gets, nothing interrupts the time blocks that you set to spend with your children, okay? So these, this is how we establish our priorities. We set our goals and your goals should be the most important things to you. Right, and if that's the most important thing to you, then that is priority over everything else. So whenever you go, huh, should I do this or not? The very first thing that you should ask yourself is, does it further one of my goals? And if the answer is no, it doesn't further one of your goals, then one of two things needs to happen. You say no, or if you go, but that's really, really important, then you need to figure out, number one, you need to compare it to your current goals and figure out how you can integrate it into your goals or maybe you change a goal, okay? But if you find yourself changing goals more than like once a quarter, you're probably doing goals wrong, right? Because now you're just shifting back and forth, back and forth. And the important thing here to understand is that doesn't mean that there's not lots of things that are important. But if you listen to our episode on potential and maximizing your potential and wasting potential, you'll realize that you can never do everything that's important right? You just can't. There's not enough time in a day. There's not enough time in a week. There's not enough time in your lifetime to do everything that's important. No matter how much time you you invest in things that you think are important, you could always sit down and think of other things that are important that you didn't get to invest your time in, right? So you have to figure out what's most important to you. Again, we're prioritizing, right? We're saying, well, if I could only do one of these two things, which one is it? And then that becomes your priority and you say no to everything else. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have a couple of priorities, right? But each one has to fit within the time frame that you allowed for it, right? So if you say, hey, I'm gonna work out uh, six days a week. I'm gonna work out six days a week and get in shape, but I'm only giving myself 30 minutes each of those six days to work out and then something comes up and it's like, yeah, but this like hour bike ride that's an hour drive each way and takes 30 minutes to get ready for it, that would be so much fun. You wanna come, huh, do you? You say no 
because it doesn't fit into the time allotted that I have given for working out, right? And if you want to, you know, if there, it happens every week and you want to adjust the schedule for that week and it doesn't negatively affect your other goals, then you can do that. But that's how we start prioritizing, right? We say, no, that doesn't fit within the time allotted that I've given to that goal and it doesn't reinforce that goal properly. So therefore, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to it, okay? So the very first thing we have to learn in time management is to say no. No, no, no. And when I first started doing this, I'm the kind of person that somebody says, hey, could you do this for me? And I'm like, sure, I'd love to do that for you. Hey, could you do this for me? Oh, sure, I'd love to do that for you. I love to do things for other people. And, but what would happen was I would say, yes, I'd love to do that for you. And then like 10 or 20% into whatever it was I said I was gonna do, I start getting upset at this person because I realize there's something else that's more important that I should be doing right now. And I go, why am I doing this for this person right now? I don't have time for this. I have other things that I need to get done. And then I start getting mad at those people, right? Like it's their fault. And it's like, it's not their fault. They just asked me if I could do something. I, I'm the one that said yes, right? So what I did initially when this came up and I first started you know, realizing this and learning about this is I just started saying no to everything. And the reason I did that was because I needed to learn how to say no. It was very uncomfortable for me to say no. I was like, every time I had to say no, I felt bad, I felt guilty, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of this is, is you know, can be direct, derived from, you know, how our parents treated us when they asked us to do something and maybe they used guilt against us to get us to do it. Maybe it's, you know, the person we're married to, maybe it's, uh, the way that you know several teachers in our schools, uh, as we were growing up in our lives, how they affected us or how they used you know different things to motivate and manipulate us, right? And so, if that happened to you, and it could just be your personality, if you just really really like to help other people, but you realize, hey, I've set these goals, and these goals are to help the most important people in my life, my children, my wife, the people that I serve in my business, whatever it is. Once you've set those goals, you have to realize that everything else is hurting those people. So you can't say yes to everything. Because if you say yes to everything, then really what you're saying is no to everything, right? But in order to learn how to say no, my recommendation is you start off and you just go, you know what, no to everything, right? Maybe pick one or two things and you're like, I'm gonna do, do these two, maybe three things, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend time with my kids, I'm gonna spend time with my uh, wife, and I'm going to go to work. That's what I'm gonna do, those are the only three things I'm gonna do for the next two weeks. And anything else that anybody asks me to do, I'm just gonna start practicing saying no. No, I can't do that. Nope, can't do it, not gonna, don't wanna, wouldn't be prudent at this current juncture. Right, and you just start saying no. If you didn't catch that, by the way, that was a Saturday Night Live uh, quote when Dana Carvey used to uh, pretend to be George W. Bush. I think it was George H. Bush, I believe. Anyway, getting back on topic. So practice saying no, learn to say no. Saying no is extremely important. Okay, now the next thing I'm gonna talk about is derived from uh, the book Miracle Morning, uh, but well, that's where I first heard about it. And then as I started getting into time management, as I started getting into self-improvement, as I started getting into some of these other things, taking a sip of my protein shake here, I realized a lot of other people promote versions of variations of the same thing that they promote in the book Miracle Morning. 
attachment. Here's what I mean. So the whole concept behind Miracle Morning is this. If you will maximize the first 30 minutes to an hour of your day every morning, right? That's, this is the very first thing you do. You set yourself up for success first thing in the morning. It will completely change your day. And if you completely change your day, you will completely change your week. And if you completely change your week, you will completely change your month, your quarter, your year, your life. Because your life is made up of individual days, okay? And that was something that I was like, wow, you're right. Like, I can't keep pushing everything into the future. One day, I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. I had to realize, right now, I'm living my life. I am living my life right now. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't make sacrifices for the future in order to do something bigger that we want to do. But it means that we have to give focus to each and every day of our lives. If we start to ignore our individual lives, the things that we need to do each and every single day, then what will happen is we'll wake up one day and we'll be old and we didn't accomplish anything we wanted to, right? So here's how this basically goes. Now there's, there's like I said, are variations as to how to do this, but here's what I found. So the very first thing you need to do when you wake up is you need to have a five to 15 minute routine, and the shorter the better on this, a five to 15 minute routine that gets you going for the day. So for me, and I know some people are like, oh no man, you shouldn't do coffee, coffee's bad. But for me, the first thing I do is I get up, I usually go use the bathroom, because uh, I'm one of those people who don't wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, so when I wake up in the morning, I usually have to go to the bathroom, so I get up, I go to the bathroom, and then I immediately walk into the kitchen, I turn the uh, stove on to start water boiling, and I prep for my coffee, right? So that's my first five minutes. It takes me about five minutes to go out. Uh, I have this awesome little kettle. It was super cheap, but it boils water really fast. And uh, so I turn that on. I have a, I use the AeroPress coffee maker. So I kind of set that up on my coffee cup. And then as soon as my water is boiling, I pour my water in. I finish making my coffee. I pour my half and half in it and I go to the couch. Okay, so that takes maybe between five and 10 minutes just depending on um, you know, how long it took me to actually sit up out of bed and all this other kind of stuff. Now, one thing I will mention is all of the things that I went through, all of the recommendations are this. And this is one of the hardest things for me to do was don't hit the snooze button. When your alarm goes off, you get up immediately and you start your day. Okay. And that was really difficult for me to do. So the thing that I found that really helps me with that is before I go to bed at night, and I don't know why this works so well, but if, if I don't do this, it doesn't work as well. If I do this, when I'm consistent with it, it works really, really well. Before I go to bed at night, I go, it is 10.30, it is 10.30, it is 10.30. I will wake up at 6.30 in the morning. I will wake up at 6.30, I will wake up at 6.30. It is 10.30, I will wake up at 6.30 and I will get up as soon as my alarm goes off. Now, I don't say that out loud. Some people might recommend that I, I do, but I just, I kind of ingrain it in my head like that. I repeat it several times as I'm going over it so that in my brain, I'm like, this is what time it is right now. This is what time I'm waking up and I will get up as soon as my alarm goes off. If I do that, I get up as soon as my alarm goes off. If 
I stop doing it, what happens if I do it consistently, I get up consistently when my alarm goes off. If I stop doing it, I'll usually go maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, um, and I'll still get up when my alarm goes off, and then I'll start hitting the snooze, okay? And I don't know why my brain works that way, but I've, in the books that I've read, they recommend that over and over and over again. Mentally prepare yourself as you're laying down, getting ready to go to bed. Repeat to yourself what time it is right now. This is when I'm going to get up and uh, I will get up as soon as my alarm goes off, okay? That's just my recommendation. So you get up as soon as your alarm goes off. You do your morning routine. Uh, some of the people that I've read recommend, they, they're like, don't do coffee first thing in the morning because man, it's like, you know, cranking up your, your car and just gunning it first thing and you're, it's bad for you, blah, blah, maybe, I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. But some people recommend, you know, getting up and having like lemon water with some Himalayan sea salt and whatever. You know, they, they make this other concoction that they use to get up first thing in the morning so that they can hydrate themselves and blah, 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 blah. Um, I usually hydrate myself with a seltzer water uh, when I take my supplements because for some reason now that I've gotten older, I uh, don't like to take pills anymore. So I use seltzer water. The bubbles in the seltzer water help me to take the pills with uh, less issues. And, um, and when I'm you know dropping back you know 12 pills or however many it is in the morning, um, it's, uh, it really helps me. And also the seltzer water helps to hydrate me after I've had my coffee and done my other thing. Okay, so step one is get up. Do your very initial thing in the morning that gets you going, okay? And then as soon as that is done, I sit down and I read something, okay? Now, it might be reading the Bible for some people or whatever your religious book is. It might be reading some kind of self-improvement something. I have found that if I do this first thing in the morning, in the beginning when you first start to do it, it's, it's really difficult to focus on what it is you're reading, but if you just lock yourself in and say, no, I'm gonna do this every morning, your brain will, will catch on to the pattern and it will go, okay, we're up, we did whatever our little five minute routine was that gets us actually awake and now we can focus on what we're doing. I only do this for 10 to 15 minutes and I actually set a timer and when the timer is up, I'm done, okay? When the timer is up, I am done. So if it's something that's really important to you that you get beyond, then maybe you set time aside later for that. This is something that helps get your brain focused on the right thing. And, um, but it's something that you don't have to give a tremendous amount of thought to right off the bat, okay? It's, it's also kind of part of that waking up process. Then I go right into um, scheduling my day, okay? So at this point, I'm awake enough that I'm ready to schedule my day. Now I use a, uh, a daily scheduler called, uh, made by the Best Self Company. Uh, I think it's bestselfco.com or something like that. And um, I really like their layout and the way that they have things done. And so what it does is on the, um, it's, when you open it, both pages are, there's one of those for each day, right? And on the far left-hand side, that's your actual daily schedule. And um, so at the very top, you put the date and, uh, and the day of the week, and then you have, I think it starts at like 6 a.m. and it goes to like uh, 8 or 9 p.m., all right? And so I put in there, I usually like put right above the 6 a.m. line, hey, I woke up and I did this and blah, blah, here's my morning routine time. And I usually block out about an hour, an hour and a half for that. Then I go, okay, so I've, I've got that blocked out. Um, then my next thing is going to be, uh, you know, whatever you do first thing in the morning. For me, a lot of times it's go ahead and get my social media scheduled for the day, 
go ahead and uh, check my emails, check any responses to clients that I need to make, and go ahead and get those things done, right? And then right below that, I have dog care because I run a dog training business. So I have to spend time each day doing my dog care. So I start getting the dogs out and all that kind of stuff. And then once that's done, I have some time dedicated, say, for, um, for admin work. And then I... So I check my admin list of things that I have to get done and I start working on those things. And when that time runs out, I go on. And so I, I use the block scheduling method. This is for me proven to be very, very helpful, especially if you're doing all of the other drills and things that we've talked about with the training your mind, mind hacking and all of that kind of stuff, where you can focus on the one task that you have to focus on for the time that you have to focus on it, right? And when your timer goes off to move to the next thing, you stop and you move to the next thing. And that, that takes discipline. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to develop that. But if you do that, you'll find over time, things will get better and you'll start scheduling better because you'll realize it takes me longer than an hour to do this. So I need to schedule an hour and a half or I need to schedule two hours, right? Or I just need to keep scheduling an hour, but realize, hey, I'm not going to get done with that until, you know, this, this time, right? Whatever it is. And so I block schedule out. And then there's a little section right next to that on the same page, it's still on the left-hand page, but it's half the page on the left-hand side of that page is the schedule, and on the right-hand side of the left page are all these little lines for notes. So a lot of times I write, I look at my to-do list on my phone, and I write down, during this time, these are the to-dos that I need to get done off my phone. And during this time, these are the to-dos that I need to get done on my phone, right? So some of my to-dos might be contacting clients, I need to call these people and email these people. Some of my to-dos might be update this page on the website, uh, make sure you add this product to the website. Um, some of them might be, hey, make sure that we uh, set up this email so that uh, it goes out and people know that we have a new litter of puppies on ground. Whatever it is, I put those in that little section so that I can start checking off my to-dos as I go. And then the next day, I usually flip back to the previous day and I go, is there anything that I was supposed to get done yesterday that I didn't get done, I need to move those over to today, right? Or I need to move them to another day and make sure I write them down so I don't lose them, because uh, they'll get lost. Then right below that, at the very bottom of the left page, it says three things I'm grateful for. Now this is really, really important in your time management for the day, because you want to make sure you develop an attitude of gratitude. And I know that sounds kind of stupid and it just kind of came out that way, I'm sure, because I've heard it a million times. But here's what's important. You can always find something wrong in every situation. And you can always find something right in every situation. And if what you focus on is the thing that's wrong in any given situation, then your entire life becomes miserable. Because the only thing you ever see is what's wrong, right? So-and-so mistreated me. I don't like, you know, how my kids talk to me. My wife didn't do X, Y, or Z for me, you know, this week or whatever it is. And you can always think of what's wrong, right? But you can always think of what's right too. So at the bottom of that page, it says, these are three things that I'm grateful for today. And I actually will stop and spend about five minutes. Number one, I think, what are these three things that I'm gonna be grateful for today? And I try not to make it the same thing every day. Even though there's certain things that I'm really grateful for every single day, um, like my wife and my kids, that's like something I'm grateful for every day, right? But I go, I don't want it to become mundane where it doesn't actually mean anything anymore. So uh, I make sure that I don't go more than like two days in a row with that as, as my stuff because um, I don't want it to 
stop meaning anything. Also, if I write my kids, I don't just say my kids, right? I write each of their names out as I'm going. And so I write down my three things that I'm grateful for. And then I spend about five minutes thinking about those things and thinking how grateful I am. I personally, I like to pray and thank God for giving me and blessing me with those things. Okay. So, but think about the positive things. Think about the good things that there are and focus on those things. Then you move to the other page and there's a couple things on that page. One is it says, what are the three priorities for today? Right? So whatever your three priorities for that day are, you write those down so that if the schedule gets all screwed up, you go, but I know I at least need to focus and get these three things done today or, or devote time to these three things today. Right? So there's that. Then there's the three things I'm going to accomplish no matter what. And then below that, kind of the second half of the page is for the evening time. And that's when you, in the evening time, you stop and you go, how did I do today? What did I feel like today? What do I need to continue doing? The three things I should keep doing uh, that were successful today. And the three things that I need to improve on uh, that I did today that maybe, you know, I didn't do as well as I could have. If you will do that every morning, it will change your entire life. Because then during the day, you go, I know these are the things I need to do. Right? So the reason this is so important to me and the reason I think it's so important to so many other people is when I'm going through, a lot of times I get like an hour free during the day and I go, okay, I got an hour free. I'm gonna be so productive with this hour. I'm gonna get something done and I go to get ready. I finish up whatever it is and I'm like, here I go. I'm getting ready to work on you know some great thing that I'm going to accomplish during this hour. What should I do? I have no idea. I can't think of anything right now. Now I'm drawing a complete total blank. My brain won't focus on anything of any importance. Crap, that was a total waste of time, right? By the time I start thinking about something that I can do, 45 minutes of my hour is gone and I have 15 minutes left, right? Whereas if I have this written down, if I have my schedule going, all I do is I glance at my schedule and go, that's the next thing I need to do. Or I glance beside my schedule at my to-dos and I go, oh, I didn't get that done when I was working on my time earlier, but now I have this hour that just popped up free, now I can work on that. Okay, and it, it helps to focus and direct your attention so that you're not wasting time. And all of a sudden when I start doing that and I'm not wasting time anymore, I realize I've got all this free time that I never had before. Because all the things I need to get done get done so much faster because I'm, I'm hyper-focused on them when I'm getting them done. So that's, uh, that's how I focus on my time management and my uh, scheduling planning. I use block scheduling. I plan it first thing in the morning, every morning. Start setting aside at least an hour, even if that means waking up an hour earlier, you will make up for it in the long run if you will be disciplined with it. And it will change your entire day, it will change the way that you manage your entire day, which changes the way you manage your entire week and your goals and your life. And if you will do that consistently, it makes a massive difference. So I hope this has been helpful for you today. Uh, and remember, until next time, remember to train hard and stay safe. Fortress Canine Podcast.